0: Happy birthday to America. Oh, yeah, it's July 4th. And since half of above the break is Canadian, fuck that noise. Fuck, fuck July 4th. James <laughs> thinking about whatever Canada's Independence Day is called the day the British let you have your own thing or something like that. You didn't fight no war. We
1: call it Canada Day in, in classic, modest Canadian fashion. And it was three days ago.
0: Oh, nice, nice, nice. Um, well, Happy Canada Day. I didn't, I didn't say that. Um, to you, I'm sorry. Not really a
1: big, you know, I don't. I don't really like to celebrate the European invasion of of a uh, territory that already had plenty of people in it. And so, I'm I'm a leftist, you know.
0: No, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big July Fourth fan, mainly because it's just fireworks. Like as you get older, it's like if yeah. I'm not setting the fireworks off, and I have less and less desire to do such things stop with the fireworks. You know, it's, no, it's I agree. I
1: don't I don't like fireworks. It's noise pollution, man. It's not that impressive yeah. or anything. Anyway. Fireworks
0: are the cannonballs of explosives. They're harmless, but only the people actually doing it are enjoying it. Um
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. We're not talking about July 4th. We're talking about NBA free agency. So much has happened. There are all these podcasts that are doing like every day of free agency reacting to every damn thing. We're not going to talk about the Damian Lillard trade request because guess what James I don't think he's getting traded anytime soon. <laughs> I'll um, tell but yeah. Yeah. Uh before we get into free agency, how many fake Damian Lillard trades have you written and is it can it be counted on two hands or more?
1: It, yeah, it can. Well, in my uh career so far, probably not because that's that's how we do this is anything that could possibly happen, we we get on top of it, right? So I I've, I've been running game trades for a year but uh ever since the official trade request uh, 10 or 11 I think including like three fresh Damian Lillard trades articles like that you know
0: I like it I like it um of the ones you've written which one is your favorite in terms of just like the scheming which one do you think is the most realistic and which one is the one that actually gets him to Miami because neither of those two first options, I'm guessing, are the Miami one.
1: No, my favorite one was probably to the Utah Jazz. Uh, the the only thing about that is that like Dame seems to have strong preferences, and I'm it's probably pretty likely that him and his agent would say like we're we're just not coming to Utah, you know. Uh, so that's that's kind of the the bugaboo there, which I did acknowledge in the in the piece, but I liked it in terms of like they'd actually be a really good team if they, if they added Jane without, you know, subtracting too many key players, which they could do. Like they could build the package around draft capital. They would, it's obviously they have a lot of draft capital, so it's pretty feasible, you know? So I just did it. Like, I think it was like Colin Sexton, Taylor Horton, Tucker, uh, Kelly Olenek. And I, they wouldn't want to give up Olynyk, but you know, the contracts have to match. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Uh, and like five first round picks, you know, because they're not really getting much in terms of players. Uh, and that's the deal, and I I, I like that. But I actually think that there's a feasible situation with Miami, man. I, I if I'm the Blazers, I would try to get the Brooklyn Nets involved if they really want Tyler Hero, and and I'd say I, we're I, more. Well,
0: let hear me out. Does anyone really want Tyler Hero? At well, they that probably price.
1: want him more than they probably want him more than Ben Simmons. So if I'm Portland, I'm saying we will take on Ben Simmons' contract. You get Tyler Hero. That costs you two or three first round picks. And then it costs Miami two or three first round picks to turn Miami, to turn hero into Lillard. We get all the picks and Simmons, you get hero and Miami gets Lillard. I I think that works out for everybody. Personally. I wouldn't care about taking on Simmons's bad contract. If I'm Portland right now, I'm getting five or six first round picks and I don't need the cap space anyway, you know? So
0: it's true. It's true. And also like, if Sim, like if Simmons bounces back in any capacity, yeah, He's not a bad contract anymore, not in any capacity. But if he bounces back, which I think he will, just because like I don't think he was physically right last year. But okay, okay. Well, let's get yeah, you refuse to
1: sell your Ben Simmons stock, and I respect it. I, I think mine is sold, even though I used to really like him as a player. But look,
0: man, I you just, never know. I, I just I see a guy who I I saw him play last year, and I was like, this dude doesn't look like he has the same physical lift and burst that he used to coming off a of back injury that's, you know, been causing him issues. Like if he gets that right, I think he's fine. Now there's always the chance that like he's just physically broken and Ben Simmons is just a guy everyone likes to make fun of. Uh-huh. Now,
1: look, we, we said we weren't going to talk about the damn trade. And what are we doing?
0: We're talking about Ben Simmons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> indirectly. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. 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 Let's kick this off. We're going reverse out of alphabetical order. According to spot track, so if we miss a free agent don't blame us, it's spot tracks fault. And the first one in reverse alphabetical order is none other than Kyle Kuzma signing with the Wizards, to stay with the Wizards on a 4-year, 102 million dollar deal. James I Kyle Kuzma is one of my like free agents to avoid. And of course, the Wizards who are I thought trying to tank as hard as possible decide to bring him back. I hate this deal for a lot of reasons. One I don't think he's worth that money. Granted, I don't think it matters. They're going through a rebuild. It's not like Kyle Kuzma in year four is going to kill their chances at a title. So whatever on that, on that regard. Also, I think the cap is going to go upward. None of these contracts are probably going to be bad by the end. So it's all about the short-term value, but the short-term value is not there for the wizards. Like he makes your team better, which is the absolute opposite of what you want to do. I hated this deal for them. Um, Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, Corey Kispert, Denny Avdia, Daniel Gafford, that team might win 29 games, and that's unacceptable.
1: They might. So here's the only way I can really get my head around this, and maybe I'm misthinking about it, or I'm not sure, but maybe the thought is he'll have more trade value if he's locked up on a long-term contract, so we will showcase him up to the deadline. He's probably going to score like 25 points per game. He might even do it fairly efficiently. He's a solid-ish defender. Like Maybe the idea is showcase him for half a season, a la Blake Griffin getting traded right after he got extended with the Clippers, right? And then just move him at the deadline and and lose every game for the rest of the year and still get them lottery odds. That's the only way I can see it making sense.
0: I don't hate that. I guess that makes sense. It's like you're about to lose the asset for nothing. You have the cap space. You're not going anywhere. You didn't get a ton back for Porzingis and... Beal, so maybe it just makes sense to be like you know fuck it like let's just keep the asset okay i don't hate it as much in that case but like if that's not if the that's case, what they're thinking if that if that's not the case i really fucking hate it and i think you'd agree it's like there's oh, a yeah. chance there's a chance the wizards are like okay and by okay i don't mean like okay they're like 500 i mean like okay they're not a 20 win team which is what ideally we would i would want
1: Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. It's it's this team is the whole point of all of this has been to get out of that like mediocrity zone, not to go, not to hit a lower tier of mediocrity. That would be a disaster, you know?
0: <laughs> I know. Okay. Let's talk about the Toronto Raptors. Happy Canada Day and happy Toronto Raptors losing Fred Van Vliet. We'll get to him when we talk about the Houston Rockets. But they lose Fred Van, Van Vliet and replace him with Dennis Schroeder on a two year, $25 million contract. They re-sign Jakub Purdle to a four-year, $80 million contract. I think that's a good deal. And they get Jalen McDaniels for two years, $9.257 million. Um, Pertl, I think that's a fair deal. They gave up a lot of draft capital for him. You kind of got to do that. Schroeder at $12 million is... I mean, it's a two-year deal, so like, who cares? And you have to replace Fred Van Vliet, but like, that's that's a big drop-off. Jalen McDaniels is a solid player; he can really shoot. Um, two years at nine point two five seven—that's a pretty solid deal. It's just you know they lost Fred Van Vliet, so like, their free agency sucked.
1: Yeah, and I got to say that like, none of these deals are damaging, you know. No. So they didn't—I couldn't say they had a bad free agency. And Pirtle, I agree with you; it's a very good contract. He's an excellent player. Um, I don't really know why they targeted McDaniel's because they have Ogn and Nobi and Pascal Siakam and Scotty Burns and they just gra- drafted Grady Dick. So I don't know why they were like, we need one more wing. Feels a little bit like they were just rushing to replace Van Fleet and and overpaid Dennis Schroeder a little bit. But like you said, it's a two year contract, so it's not it's a no big deal.
0: Maybe with McDaniel's, they're thinking that they might move someone. Yeah. Um, and it would be, I
1: think it would be Ananobi, right? Because he he's more the direct replacement. So in that case, it then suddenly looks like a really good signing if that is true.
0: Yeah. So you know, maybe maybe that's all that is. Maybe it's insurance from for just if they need to go that route, there they're not completely fucked. But yeah, like you know, it's they lost Brett Van Vliet, <laughs> like that's like can't replace him unless you're signing Kyrie Irving. So. It's it's tough. I, the Raptors, I think there's a little bit of organizational hubris that they can like play the mediocrity game and get back to greatness. And it's like they didn't play the mediocrity game to get to greatness. They were sick. Like those Raptors teams before Kawhi were like fifty five win teams. Like the, the, they're not anywhere near that. But um, who knows? Maybe they're maybe they're gonna move Pascal. Maybe like there's just gonna be a ma- major roster overhaul. But I. Don't love what they're doing Um it
1: doesn't seem to be what they want to do does it like the, you keep hearing reports <clears throat> without fail it's reported that you jerry's really hard to trade with he doesn't like to move his guys he overvalues his guys which arguably could be a good thing but uh, yeah no i'm not really sure what this franchise's direction is They're daily teams in worse situations like they have young talent they have good players they have auctions but it's they're not they're, they're not it's not ideal either in toronto right now in my opinion
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move to the San Antonio Spurs, who will be very quick to talk about because they ain't really doing shit in free agency because I hear, I hear from the basketball insiders, which I am not. I don't have those organizational contacts or agent contacts. Spurs really just want to be the third or fourth team in every in any major deal. So that's what seems like they're saving their cap space or whatever the fuck they're saving for. They brought back Trey Jones, two year $20 million deal. Totally fine. He's a backup point guard, can start in a pinch. Um, he might even be their starting point guard, but at 10 million, like that's about the going rate, whatever. Julian Champagne, mm-hmm. four year 12 million. Yeah, you know, like young, small forward, right? Three million a season. You got to fill out your roster somehow. And then Sandro Mamukulevsky. Okay, I'm butchering that. I'm sorry, Sandro. Mamma, I I want to say Mammaluk like a, really? yeah, dude. I want to Mamo- say a Mamo look slave s- soldier from, but like that's not what he is because those people are Egyptian. I don't think he's Egyptian. One year, two million. Spurs ain't doing shit. Um, they're being patient. Like, yeah, I don't know about you. Would you have been a bit more aggressive trying to add not like impact talent, but just a bit more talent around Wembenyama?
1: Yeah, I think I think I would have been. I, I think I would have. I know that women Yama wants to play the four and that they want him to play the four. So I think I would have been a little aggressive going and getting like, like a low end starting big. It doesn't have to be like, they don't have to break the bank or like make a huge splash, but I, I think I would have went out and tried to get like, like a Stephen Adams tier player. I well, maybe he's a little too good even, but you know what I'm saying? Like, no, like exactly. just somebody solid, like maybe Mason Plumley. if they could try to, to have gotten aggressive for him, like th- that's what I would have targeted, but they can play a patient too, though. It's not, it's not a disaster by any means.
0: The Spurs just have far too much organizational capital with the rest of the world. It's like everyone's like, "Yeah, like are the Spurs, like it will work out." It's like they were the worst team in the league. They just got number one overall pick. Yeah, they're doing fine. Okay, Sacramento. Not included on this spot track is uh, Harrison Barnes' three-year, fifty-four million dollar contract. Um, I guess that's not technically free agency, but good for them. They've got Trey Lyles on two-year, sixteen million. Alex Len, one year, $3 million. It's saying Keon Ellis is a restricted free agent for one year. I don't know if they have the salary terms or what's up with that. And they also, most crucially, extended Sabonis and restructured his deal. So I believe he's on like a five-year, $207 million contract. So let's actually talk about Sabonis because you're not the biggest Sabonis fan. I like Sabonis, but like I understand the limitations in building a high-end roster around him. I think five years, 207 million or whatever the fuck it was reported at around that is actually like pretty good. Like he just made all NBA, didn't he?
1: He did. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say it's a bad contract. Depends on, I guess the terms of what we're talking about. Like if I were an NBA GM, I would not build around Demonte Sabonis. So for me, I'm like, it's a bad contract in the sense that I wouldn't want my team to be built around him. But, if you're going to build around him it's 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 fair for like his you know regular season production and everything so uh what can i say Sacramento's doing their thing they're going to have an incredible offense uh whether they can make a deep playoff run i will believe it if i see it
0: yeah i i kind of agree with you um but like looking at some of these rookie scale extensions with like anthony edwards because they have the the max language it's always reported like 5 years 270 260 million when really that means that if they make an all NBA team or something along those lines within a certain time period of the contract starting, it gets escalated. Um, So those contracts might not reach that point, but like Sabonis in his prime, potentially costing you like over five years, like 70 to 60 million less than Tyrese Halliburton. Like, I think that's fair value. The, the cap is going to go up. So like, by the end of that deal, I don't think it kills you. So, like, I'm fine with it. But, like, they're not going to win a championship, I think, with De- Domatis, Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, which is fine because of the Kings.
1: Yeah, and so that's the last thing I want to say on the Kings, too, is that, like, at the end of the day, we're talking about a team that literally missed the playoffs for 16 years in a row. So they looked at it and they went, you know what? We get this guy. He's probably going to make us good. You know, like, like you can understand... I'm a big championship or bust guy in terms of how I think teams ought to like manage their teams and, and, and try to build. But of course, for anybody, there's a point where you go, you know what, man, we just need to make the playoffs. Like and no- nothing else matters at this point. We missed yeah. it for 16 years, you know, there've been like three presidents like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like straight up, like over half the teams, of the NBA make the playoffs. The Kings missed it 16 straight seasons. If they make the playoffs five straight seasons, that's like, that's worth it like they did it yeah yeah like that's worth it okay let's move to Portland Trailblazers who have one hilarious contract to talk about Jeremy Grant they signed Jeremy Grant and this is all before Dame requested a trade so who knows what they would have done um signed for five years 160 million dollars people got a lot of sticker shock but if you just do the basic breakdown that's like 33.3 or 33.2 million or 30. It's like, you know, a little over 30 million per season. Jordan Poole, Tyler here, getting like 30 million a season. Um, so Jeremy Grant's a good player. He's 29. I wouldn't have given him this deal. I think he's like, I would have been more comfortable with like, what, like five years, 120, 140 million. I think that would have been right. But like when you're starting to divide by five, like, the average annual value is like not so crazy. I don't know. Like this deal's 32 million a year. By the end of the deal, 32 million a season is gonna be like not the mid-level, but like closer to the mid-level than people wanna admit. So it just sucks that they signed him um because they are now entering a rebuild. But I guess like it's nice to have a decent player around your young dudes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I th- I think. I agree with you precisely on the money. It's like it's just a little too much, but it's not way too much by any means. Yeah. But I do think it's really unfortunate because he he's worth 32 a year to a contending team, oh, but he's yeah. not worth 32 a year to what the Blazers are about to be. So the timing was quite unfortunate. How it goes sometimes in the NBA.
0: Honestly, Dame asking to... Go, oh, man, we are said we weren't going to talk about Dame, but Dame being like, I just want to go to Miami... After basically deking them into giving Jeremy Grant a five year 160 million dollar deal. I'm I don't think I'm super petty, but if I was the GM, I'd be like, Dame, we are not sending you where you want to go unless they give us a real offer. Because I'm sorry, we'd have to pay Jeremy Grant 32 million a year for the next five seasons.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah.
0: Okay trailblazers you'll be good soon again they're gonna be good soon like like it's
1: funny because I, i'm sorry i've been thinking about this a lot recently okay let me just quickly get into this if i may Yeah, mm. go ahead. I, was think, I, I was thinking about the big comparison to the rockets when the rockets traded harden right dude, and how they just
0: stop comparing shit to the rockets i'm sorry for interrupting you the rockets no, the rockets literally had to like become an expansion franchise yeah to, like undo everything that they were doing yeah to, pushing for championships with Harden. Like, yeah, it's like it is so different. Like they are of any team to enter a rebuild, they started basically with the least amount of young talent, draft capital as anyone ever. And like the fact that they are where they are right now is like pretty impressive, my opinion. But yeah, go I ahead. I
1: completely, I completely agree. And thank you, uh as an unofficial member of the front office, you know, but it, but it's funny because the the Blazers are so far ahead of where we were but the reason at the same time is because they never gave Dame like the, the proper championship push that the Rockets gave Harden, you know? So it's like they're they're benefiting from having ran the team kind of poorly in a way, you know, because now they have like Scoot Henderson and Shane Sharp, uh, because they've sucked, you know, or is it Mori would have never let the Rockets suck. So it's interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah. Trailblazers, like Trade Dame. They don't even need that good of a package, which is like the most fucked up thing to have to hear. Um, If you're a Rockets fan, you had to suffer through whatever that shit was. Oh. It's over. Okay. It's over. Yeah. It is over because when we get to them, we got a lot to talk about. Okay. But first, we got to talk about the Phoenix Suns, kings of the minimum contract. Okay. They signed, and this is probably my favorite deal that they did Eric Gordon, two years, $6.5 million. Damian Lee, two years, 5.3 million. Keita Bates-Diop, two years, 5 million. Drew Eubanks, two years, 5 million. Chimezi Metu, one year, 2 million. Josh Akoji, one year, 2 million. Utah Watanabe, one year, 2.3 million. After they did all these minimum signings, and this is even before the Gordon deal because that have a bit later, people were like, man, sons, really getting good depth and role players. And my thought was, Guys, they were gonna always sign NBA players to contracts. They weren't gonna be like, "Hey James, hey Nevin, will you pay? Will you play for two hundred thousand a year?" I'd be like, "Damn sure, I'll play next to KD for two hundred thousand a year. Negative fifteen win shares, though." Yeah, like, what were people expecting? Like,
1: yeah, I know, because it's like this is pretty much these guys are Pretty much as underwhelming. Of a list of names, as you could imagine, I I like some of the pieces for them for sure. Like, uh, Gordon, <clears throat> I do love Gordon. Yep, uh, Eubanks, Akogi, and Watanabe. I think those are that's about the best they could do with the money that they had. I I like all those guys, but they couldn't have done worse than this. They just couldn't have really done better than this either. Like they you know what I mean? Like they were just gonna have to go get some NBA players,
0: <laughs> and they did. I I do think the yeah. if Gordon still has another season in him, which yeah. is at the age where like you know he's. It's 34 and a half. He could maybe have no more seasons in him. He could be done. He takes a lot of deep threes. And it had me thinking, dude, the Durant at center line lineup with Eric Gordon in there. Eric Gordon, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker.
1: Utah Watanabe at the four.
0: Utah Watanabe and KD. That is... Like, I, I want to see that. Like, this is why I don't give a fuck about DeAndre Aiden because that's the lineup I want to see. I want to see if that lineup can have like 135 offensive rating because, like, it could.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, it's terrifying. It, it, it would be impossible to guard. Yeah, no, it's that's going to be, that's going to be fun. You're right.
0: They're going to score a lot of points. I don't think these guys are going to, these, these great reserves. I mean, these are all ninth and 10th men for the most part. Like, you yeah. don't want Tanabe at like a very outlier three point shooting last season. Um, Gordon's a bit better than that, but like he could fall off. Like, you know, they got NBA players. Congratulations. Okay. Yeah. Pretty this is much. This is my favorite one. Philadelphia 76ers held hostage by James Harden. Allegedly. Um, have made one signing. They signed Patrick Beverly to a one year, $3.1 million contract. They're, they're in a weird spot. Like we'll, we'll get into this in the offseason but like they're at a weird fucking spot and just bringing in Patrick Beverly. Like, I don't know what their plans are. People have talked about, maybe they're trying to get max, max slots available for next summer, but like, it's not looking good in Philly. Like there is a, there is a chance. There is a higher chance than there should be for a team. That was as good as it was last season that this whole endeavor could go kaput.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Harden trade request feels like the first domino. We'll see. It's going to require now some creativity and some ingenuity from Daryl Morey to kind of turn this thing around and find find a way to replace him. But, uh, you know, signing Pat Beverly probably wasn't the move that's going to do that. I like the signing, though, yeah, because I like Patrick Beverly. He's a good player to be on a contender. Yeah. But, you know, the Sixers have bigger fish to fry, though.
0: Yeah, it's a good contract. One year, 3.1 for Pat Bev sign like every team signs up for that because it, it doesn't cost yeah. you anything and like he's a solid player and like even if he doesn't play that well for you he's at least he's a culture guy um so you know he's got value all right let's move to the Orlando magic who retained Moritz Wagner um or Wagner Franz Wagner's older bro- less good brother for two years 16 million he's a solid player he's not just getting eight million because he's he's brothers with a good a better player. He's not. It's not a thonist situation, um, yeah. but they then signed Joe Ingles for two years, twenty-two million. Ingles is going to be thirty-six next season. He was always slow, and the ACL injury he came back from has made him slower. He can still shoot it. Really good, connective passer. If you have to spend money and you're in Orlando's position, I don't hate it spending it on Joe Ingles. And you know, like, yeah, like, I don't love it. I don't hate it but I like it more than I hate it.
1: Same. I like it a lot more than I hate it. I don't dislike it on any level. Uh, I feel like there's always like a cognitive dissonance when a team that's supposed to be rebuilding signs a veteran. And so there's an automatic reaction of like, why, why are they signing an old guy? But it's like, well, they need veterans. They need rotation spots. All their key players are on rookie deals for the most part anyway. So, they, you know, they're not expensive. I think that they they needed floor spacing and Ingles could still shoot the lights out. And he's just smart and a good vet. Good, really good signing in my opinion. I I like what Orlando did this summer a lot.
0: Yeah, no, I like it. I just I wonder if they could have used their cap space to like target someone with more upside for this roster this season, right? Like you know, and like that. If if they weren't going to do that, if they weren't interested in that, then this is a great signing. But um, you know, like maybe they should have been targeting Fred VanVleet. <laughs> okay, OKC signed Jack White for two years, three point nine million. I don't even know who Jack White is. He played for Denver, apparently. Um, he's, I don't think, a member of the White Stripes. So this is just OKC doing OKC things. They use their cap space to absorb bad contracts. So congratulations. Do you want to say anything about them or should we move?
1: Never, never even heard of him. Move on.
0: Okay. This is a guy I have heard of. Yeah. Um the University of Professional Basketball Villanova. Has signed Dante DiVincenzo to a four-year $50 million deal. Okay, I kid it's the New York Knicks, but they are assembling a Villanova dream team. All they need is Mikhail Bridges. Maybe that's just the goal is just to rebuild a championship <laughs> yeah. Villanova team. Um, I like this deal. He's a good player. He's gonna be around guys he likes. Um, four years, 50 million for him is great. Pulling him away from the Golden State Warriors always makes me like a deal more. Um, so you know, the Knicks. The Knicks are, like, that team that's still dangerously looming, and if they can use what draft capital they have in Julius Randle's contract to get, like, a tier one star, that's a super good team, and, like, they're not rushing it. They're being patient, and, like, this team's going to be good. It's going to be tough.
1: Yeah, man. That's what The the Knicks are in a, a pretty good position. They just keep adding, like, pretty decent players and, like, I feel like a lot of it it speaks to the like the value of like continuity and chemistry that they just kind of keep improving. And, you know, they really surpassed my expectations last year. And yet it feels like they know they have to make the big move. Right. Like, even though they they keep putting this competitive product on the floor. They know they're not going to win a championship, but they know that with that big move, maybe they could put together a team with real contending odds. But in the meantime, they just add solid role players like DiVincenzo.
0: I think what they're doing is great. The only thing that I think kind of sucks is that Jalen Brunson's actually good, but he's not like tier one lead your offense good. And because he's a point guard, it makes it really hard to like go after a lot of these tier one players who are you know pretty much all of the best players are almost point guards now. But if you know Joel Embiid watches this clusterfuck and Philadelphia go to shit you know, Mitch Robinson and, uh, Julius Randall send those guys to Philadelphia with all the picks and, you know, suddenly the Knicks are as relevant as they've been. I mean, they'd be more relevant. Than they were with Carmelo, in my opinion, as in terms oh, for of sure.
1: as relevant as they've been since Patrick Ewing.
0: Yeah. So keep it, keep up the good work, New York Knicks. Your fans are nuts. It's great. Okay. New Orleans Pelicans. They signed Herb Jones, who they declined his, uh, they had a team option for like no money, but they declined it so they could re-sign him for four years, fifty-six million. That's fourteen million per season. Uh, Herb Jones is old for a guy who's been in the league so short. He's going to be twenty-five. They also signed Cody Zeller um, for one year, three point one million. That's backup center money. He's a backup center. Uh, Herb Jones, do you like that deal? Because I love Herb Jones. I think that's a good deal. Um, yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. They yeah, no, you might as well keep your guy when you know you've got a guy that you want to keep, you know, like Herb Jones. He's really already one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. He's comfortably worth this money. Slam dunk. In my opinion, I'm going to be critical of the next team, but I, I got no criticisms for the Pelicans.
0: Okay. So James, who fucking loves to be dunking on wolves, um, T <laughs> wolves. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a good joke, but um, the reference I'm sure is lost on many people. Uh, so the T-wolf side, shake Milton for two years, 10 million. Nikhil Alexander Walker, two years, nine million. Troy Brown Jr., two years, eight million. And then it looks like Luca Garza is either like still out there or they like retained him, but he's a nothing player realistically because he's like a G League all star. Anyways, you don't like this? Shake Milton, two years, 10 million. I love that.
1: I like Shake Milton. That's the only one I like. Okay. Man. Like I don't know, I just there's a commonality that makes me uncomfortable between Nikhil Alexander Walker and Troy Brown Jr. and it's young players who aren't good at all. Like like neither of these guys have proven anything in the NBA, and I, I, at this point they've been in the league or been around the league and in the league long enough that like I, I wouldn't see any reason to invest in them. You know, take a flyer on one sure, but taking a flyer on both to me is is an allo- bad allocation of resources for a team that didn't have a good season and then. Yeah, like I like shake melting that, that that that's an upgrade, but I don't think it moves the needle enough for, for what Minnesota is likely hoping to do.
0: Yeah, this these are just three whatever moves <laughs> like that's that's kind of out. There. Yeah, I mean, it's,
1: like they just, it's like they just didn't use their time well at all. You know, they're just like, I don't know. Let's just get some young guys that like haven't done anything in the in the building for some reason.
0: You know, if I if I do the math, if I do the math, they're paying five, 4.5, four point five, four that's as much as Austin Reeves is going to make this season. Like, what have you just said? Fuck it through. I don't know if they could have done that, but like, there's all these teams with cap space. And like, I don't understand Well, when we get to the Lakers, like that's the one deal I really like of theirs. But like, I feel like, I don't know why Austin Reeves maybe wants to stay in LA, but like all these teams that have had this space, like throw the money at Austin Reeves, right? Like New York Knicks, DiVincenzo money at Austin Reeves, but whatever. Maybe okay. he
1: just wanted to stay in LA because you're right. It's, it's very confusing otherwise.
0: Yeah, there maybe maybe there's like some rule that like we're like forgetting exists that has to deal with like because like the the player movement restrictions coming off your first deal like I find incredibly frustrating because it's just sure. like it's it's whatever. Okay, let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks who got busy. They re-signed Chris Middleton's for Chris Middleton's Chris Middleton for three years, one hundred and two million it's better than it could have been. I'll say that much. They got Brooke Lopez for two years, 48 million. Absolutely had to do that. But like he's 35. If he falls off at all, and if he falls off hard, you're fucked on this deal. But they, you know, you got to bring him back. I like this one. Malik Beasley, one year, 2.7 million. Dude can hit threes. Like that's always valuable at that price. I'll take it. This is the big deal. This is the one that actually matters. Robin Lopez for one year, $2.2 Reuniting the Lopez twins. I'm all for this. It's going to be great fun. It's just worth it for the box office. That's They're going to make more than $2 million from Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez being on the same team. I can tell you that much. And then they brought back Jay Crowder on a one-year deal. It doesn't have the dollar amount, so I'm guessing it's probably pretty low. Um, Crowder, I like, but I don't know if he's toast. He was, he didn't play much last season because of a contract or playing time dispute. And then, yeah. What do you think of the bucks off season or the bucks free agent season?
1: Yeah. I, I, I think the bucks didn't have a lot of optionality. Like it was pretty much like we need to bring the core back or else we're basically like conceding defeat, you know, like, like, if Middleton and Lopez both went elsewhere, I don't know what they do. How do you sell that to Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know? So, like, they had to bring the guys back, and they did it, so mission accomplished. I don't know how this team... Like, I don't really see how they improve, and and so they need to hope last year was just sort of like an aberration and, and, and that they're better than the result would indicate. But in terms of what they were going to do this summer, I think they just did what they had to do.
0: Yeah, I know... I still think they lack some athleticism especially from the wing or backcourt position you know like they 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 lost guys javon carter was good for him he gone um what uh we just, just talked about him i'm sp- playing out and in. joe ingles right like he didn't he was coming back from acl so he didn't play all season but like when he came there like he was pretty solid he's gone um is are Beasley and Jay Crowder getting a full season of those two better than Javon Carter and a half season of Joe Ingles? Probably around the same, but like they they still I feel like like they're a team that Lonnie like I would have loved for them to target a guy like Lonnie Walker, like just a dude that like can just do some crazy athletic shit because outside of Giannis, they don't have crazy athletes. Even Drew isn't like a twitchy athlete um on offense he's a great defender but he's not like that twitchy like game-breaking athlete
1: no you're dead right man Lonnie Walker signed a two million deal that that, that probably would have been a better acquisition than Beasley who is fairly athletic and and, and can definitely uh, give you some value in sense. transition I think yeah he's good for but, shooting. but
0: more the lo- Lopez stuff right like like I know it's yeah great, maybe there's like...
1: some value in just getting the bros together though and like and <laughs> you know a little bit of locker room value man it, it, Robin seems like a funny guy Maybe maybe it wasn't the best use of it.
0: Yeah. You know, they'll be good. I just don't know if they're good enough. Um, And we'll find out next year, won't we? <laughs> we but yeah. Okay, let's talk about the Miami Heat, who did a bunch of minor stuff. Let's also point out they lost Max Stross to the Cleveland Cavaliers. They lost Gabe Vincent to the Los Angeles Lakers. So when you factor that in, bringing back Kevin Love at two years, 7.6 million, Josh Richardson for two years, five point nine million. Thomas Bryant five, uh, not five years, two years, five point three million. Orlando Robinson one year, one point eight million, and then Drew Smith, the, for one year, doesn't have the value, so sounds like he's making the minimum. Yeah, dude, they got worse. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, like yeah, yeah. I I like all of these signings in a vacuum, but when you factor in what they lost. Uh, they irrefutably got worse and had a bad free agency
0: Not to bring up Dame again, but they really desperately need Dame.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I like Thomas Bryant, but he can't play any defense, and his three-point shot isn't as good as it kind of needs to be. Um. So, yeah.
1: The, the reason I like the Bryant signing is it, it gives them the uh possibility to explore at a bio at the four because they, they can put him alongside somebody who's big and at least spaces the floor to an extent. And I think that's a lot of why Adebayo plays the five for them. Cause you know, they want the four out or three and a half out spacing. Um, so I like that aspect of it. Brian at least has that, like that function, even if he's not really as good as you'd like him to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. but uh, is, he,
0: is he good enough to be the backup five is like the real question. And I, I,
1: I think at his best, he could be right. Give who is their backup five this year? Is like, cody zeller i guess right
0: yeah and that was food and that was food and bryant is probably not even as good a defender as zeller so
1: no he's probably not yeah but he's better offensive finals though you know what i mean like but but it, it, losing vincent and Strauss is 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 really the what's devastating anyway not okay
0: look, yeah, yeah yeah okay let's quick memphis grizzlies signed derrick rose two years 6.5 million good for him he's still in the league he's 35 um do you have anything else oh. to say
1: yeah, I just think it was solid. They lost Ty's Jones. Uh,
0: yeah, they Jones.
1: Rose, it, you know, it's a major downgrade, but they they also got Marcus Smart. So uh, I think Rose is, is probably, you can see him as a culture guy at this point in his career too, and Memphis is really looking for that. Solid stuff.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a small move. Who cares, right? Yeah. The, their big move was giving Desmond Bain the absolute bag, which if you were concerned, does Desmond Bain deserve that? Desmond Bain deserves that money. He is one of the best three-point shooters in the league. He's a good defender. He's someone where if he was the best offensive player on his team, which he could be for a fair amount of teams, his numbers would be, you would be like, give him 270, right? Like, he would be yeah. putting up those types of numbers. Dude is an absolute baller. Um, good for him. And I know everyone's saying everyone's saying Phoenix is the best big three. Memphis has a real shout with Ja, Bain, and Jaron Jackson. I prefer that big three. Maybe. <laughs> Long term, definitely. But um, maybe. Um, Okay. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers who had the best offseason in the history of mankind because people need engagement and the Lakers give you engagement. You want to know how bad the Lakers engagement thing is? So remember how we just talked about how the Bucks signed Malik Beasley? So ESPN has like you know a free agency tracker. It says former Los Angeles Laker Malik Beasley signs one year deal with the Milwaukee Bucks. Malik Beasley was on the Lakers for like less than half a season. Calling him a former Laker, like what the fuck bullshit is that? Sorry, <laughs> but like that that when I saw that I was a little I was a little heated. I was like the 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 Lakers need to be tied into everything possible. Part of me was like this needs to stop didn't even play to say someone is a former player of a team, they need to have only played for that team or have played at least 50 games with them. If you haven't crossed 50 games with the team, you're not a former player. That's my take.
1: I can't, I can't argue with that. Let me tell you what I think about the Lakers' uh, free agency with that said. Yeah. Yeah. So, first of all, I, I think it, I do think it was solid. I think most of these signings we're pretty good in a vacuum. I I, I think that Rui Hachimura hasn't really proved himself as like a 17 million a year player. I know he looked like better lot
0: Actually, let me list off the deals real quick. Austin Reed. Yeah, right. Yeah, we did do that. <laughs> four years, 56 million. We both agree. Absolute fantastic deal. Dude's a very good player. Roy Hachimura, three years, 51 million. I'm just going to say before we get into it, that is patently absurd and insane. D'Angelo Russell, two years, 37 million. I like that deal. He's worth 18.5 million per season. Like that, that's totally fine. I thought he was going to go try to get more. Seems like he's cool going back to LA. Gabe Vincent, three years, 33 million. That's fine. I wouldn't, if I was Lakers, I don't know if I'd want to spend that much on Gabe Vincent when I already have D'Angelo. When I'm bringing D'Angelo Russell back, I already have Austin Reeves, I have LeBron, but whatever. Cam Reddish, two years, 4.6 million will this finally be the team that uses Cam Reddish correctly so he can become that great player as some of those fucking assholes on Twitter? Okay. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Jackson Hayes, two years, 4.6 million. They needed a backup center. He is a solid backup center. Mm -hmm. Big upgrade from what they had before. Tareen Prince, one year, 4.5 million. He's a solid power forward, can shoot it. Kind of gives you an option to have a little bit more offense at the Jared Vanderbilt position with, out giving up too much defense. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I-, I think all of these, the dollar amount on Hatchimora is too much, but bringing him back makes sense at least. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that Cam Reddish is burning a roster spot for no reason, you know, yes. uh, I think they I could don't have, get right. That. Yeah. They just burned that roster spot for some reason, but all these other signings make sense, but I can't help but feel like in the aggregate, this is not a great summer for a team that, supposedly is supposed to have an NBA title aspirations next year. Like they just brought in a bunch of like fine young guys. I don't think it moves the needle enough. Like, like they're not, they're still not capitalizing on LeBron James's prime. They refuse to really do it. And I find it a bit puzzling. It's like they're, they're operating like a rebuilding team. Like it's become so important to this front office to get some youth on the team. I can understand that to an extent, but like, I don't know, man, I, w- I would have used some of this money to get, a better player, I think personally, and try to upgrade the team more, uh, between like, you know, reddish Hayes, Prince, they could have maybe went out and got a- another like good player instead of that, you know? So I, I'm not really super high on it myself.
0: Look, they, people are like, Oh, great off season. Like they retained Reeves, Hatchamur, Russell, the number they retained Hatchamur at is fucking insane. 17 million like what like i he was great in the playoffs go look at his numbers throughout his career that yeah. playoff run he's not going to replicate that over the course of the season and probably ever in the playoffs again right like it's just it's like and then gabe vincent go look it up he's like a career 33 three-point shooter like i don't know if i necessarily want a point guard playing next to LeBron who's a career 33% three point shooter. Reeves, he can really shoot it. Russell can really shoot it. Reddish just I hope he doesn't have a decent season cuz if he has a decent season I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Um just because <laughs> of the way people are going to talk about, "Oh, he's back. LeBron got him." Hayes, that's fine, but like he's fine, right? Like he he's he's a young he's available for a reason at this yep. price. Right, Terine Prince is available at this price for a reason. Like, I really think the Hachimura and Vincent money—that's twenty-eight million. And maybe, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, like, like. I understand that. Like, there are rules where like you can't just like, oh, that's twenty-eight million that could have spent on someone else. I get that. That's not the actual case. But for fuck's sake, man! If you turn that twenty-eight million and like you know, the four million to like Terine Prince, that's. Like you could go get someone better. Like, and that's just kind of how I feel like you could go get two guys that were better and then fill out the back of the roster with whoever the fuck, you know, the sons were targeting.
1: Yeah. They were, they were tied to Bruce Brown and, and that would have been like a way better use of money. Right. I just yeah. can't shake this feeling of like, they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the team and they have just decided that that's, that that's enough. Uh, when LeBron is like 37, you know, and James gets, or excuse me, Davis gets hurt all the time. I just, I, I keep feeling like the Lakers should be doing more. Like, they, they need to be doing more. But, yeah, that's just my my take.
0: They're, they're, I, I personally think they're just, they don't, they're not about winning a championship.
1: Yeah, that's how it feels. That's kind yeah. of what I mean, right? I,
0: they're just, they're not. No, but, like, you know, all their moves have been like that since the, the Westbrook trade. They're like, look, like, we're just not about winning championships anymore. Right? Like.
1: Yeah. It's almost like we're just going to coast through this, the rest of this LeBron era, we got the LeBron ring. So that's part of like the legacy. And now we're just going to kind of wait out the clock until he retires, uh, collect some decent young players in the meantime, and then we'll start thinking about like what we're doing with the yeah. future. You know, let yeah. our let
0: our picks restock, right? Like they're just, it feels like, you know, they're like the field's pretty follow. Like, let's just like, let's just like, let's get it back to where like we have a bountiful harvest again, which I understand but you're the fucking Lakers with LeBron and AD yeah. who are both sick players. Like, like, come on, like have a look, li- like in Austin Reeves, you got like, he is so much better than 14 million per season. I think a lot of teams would prefer him over Tyler hero and Jordan Poole. And those guys are making like 30, yeah. right? Like, like, let's stop talking about the Lakers, but like,
1: yeah, cause we should, we should speed run the rest of this now, man. But we, we obviously have to talk about Houston. Yeah. So we to talk about Houston. Yeah. So yeah.
0: The other LA team the clippers. Russell Westbrook 2 years, 7.8 million and Mason Plumley, 1 year 5 million. I love both these deals. I think Russell Westbrook at like under 4 million per season even at almost 35, great value. He can still do some stuff and they have the right team to get the best out of him. Love this deal for him. Plumley, he's a really good backup big. He can start in a pinch. Uh, he was one of my favorite free agents. I think getting him for 5 million for one season is great. Kind of rockets probably should have, you know, instead of fucking signed Dylan Brooks, maybe should have got him. Um, that's my assessment.
1: We're gonna, we're gonna talk about Dylan Brooks, but yeah, yeah great, great, great free agency for the Clippers for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is all they can really do. And if they get James Harden, like watch out that team for one season and one season might be able to win a championship if people stay healthy, which is always the case for them. Okay, real quick with Indiana signed Bruce Brown Jr. For two years, 45 million. I believe the second year is a team option. So it's really a one-year 22 and a half million dollar contract for Bruce Brown. Maybe he'll get the second one season. I don't know. Indiana Cap Space. He's a really good player. Use it on him for one season. I think it's I think this is a great move for right now and their future. I love it. I wish he could have stayed in Denver because I was kind of hoping Denver could. W- run the right guys back and they weren't they're not going to be able to
1: yeah he just played himself out of denver right i'm sure bruce brown probably would have preferred to a state as well but it just simply put he earned a bigger contract than denver could give him but uh yeah i think I think this is a great move for indiana I, I think maybe it's a slightly higher annual dollar amount than i would necessarily evaluate bruce brown at yeah but it's like you said it's a two-year deal with a team option so it doesn't really matter and uh Overall, it should make them a better team next year.
0: Yeah, they're, they're going to be frisky, as they say. Yep. Okay, James, it is time to get, get lifted off for this Rockets free agency. Everyone was linked to the Rockets because they were the only team with cap space that was willing to use it. They signed Fred Van Vliet for three years, $128 million. The third year is a team option, so really it's like a two-year deal. Love that. Dylan Brooks, four years, 80 million. It doesn't sound like there's any options in there. So he's making 20 million for the next four seasons.
1: It it is descending and there are incentives as well. It's not a clean 20 million.
0: Okay. Okay. So it's descending. That's better than it'll it it only descends as
1: far as like 18 million, though.
0: Oh God. Um okay. That is okay. They also signed Jock Landale for four years, 32 million, but I think. Only the first year has guaranteed money, so it's realistically like a one-year deal with three consecutive team options. <laughs> and then they signed Jeff Green for one year, $6 million. Look, I love the Fred Van VanVleet deal. I think it's well-structured. I think he's great. I think he makes him better. I think he's the exact type of player they needed to overpay to like get things moving in the right direction. But I hate the Dylan Brooks deal. I don't understand the Jock Landeal deal. Jeff Green is like is like is like he's a good culture guy, but at six million, that's a lot. Just bring back Boban for you know two million and um, a movie role, and and yeah, like and to give up Usman Garuba and Ty Ty Washington Jr. to like fit all these guys in, and KJ Martin, like they give up three pretty solid young players that to bring in, like like I think KJ Martin for the Rockets is better than Jeff Green next season right like oh, and he makes yeah, less money probably. and he makes less money right so it's just like i just this to me reeks of a situation where the coach was promised something
1: Yeah. yep yep i i, I agree so let me obviously i've thought about this a lot i've written about it uh I, I, the longest article i think i ever wrote for the dream shake was about the rockets free agency um I'm gonna push back immediately on one thing. Jock Landale is pretty good, man. He he's a solid rent protector, he's hard solid. screen setter. He he he's a really hard worker. Does all the dirty work. He, he's got a great mentality. I think eight million is gonna be a, a really good value for Landale. Personally, I'm, I'm I'm a huge fan of that deal. And with the, with the one year guaranteed, like if I'm wrong, it's meaningless. So uh, Landale to me is like they, they brought him in to have a big who like like does the dirty work and like having that lunch pail. Mentality, I I think it's perfect. I I couldn't be happier with the landing. Couldn't signing.
0: Garuba have done that too?
1: Nah, no. Nah. Here's the thing, dude. Garuba, I mean, he's three inches shorter, and that's pretty much all it boils down to, right? It's but it's, but it, it 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 it's critical. Like like I I okay. Let me say this. Usman Garuba confuses me a little bit because on the one hand, I I love him, and I I think he has a chance to be a really valuable rotation player in the NBA, but. Be honest, are you shocked if in three years Usman Gruba is back in Spain playing playing in a Spanish league?
0: Yeah, I would actually be shocked because I'm high on Gruba. I think that dude is so dude, high. I think that dude I, is legit. I think that dude the he is a guy who can play center well enough and defend the perimeter well enough that he is a, a team is going to have a role for him for the next decade. Like that's that's the way see. I see it.
1: He 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 has really bad hands, he's an offensive liability. That's that's my concern, right? Yeah, that's my concern. So but don't get me wrong, like I said, I love him. And and I think there's also very much a world where Yuzman Garuba plays 20 minutes a night on a championship team and and everybody loves him and and he's like you know, he's that story of like don't forget Yuzman Garuba. but he's a key cog on this team. Like like that's another possible future for him. But I'm just saying I don't think his place in the, in the NBA is even guaranteed, yet alone that sort of glory. So we'll see, right? Yeah. Uh Ty Washington, I wrote for the Dream Shake that I think he's in a, an elite third string point guard and a passable second string point guard. Like I, I'm seeing like a Corey Joseph type of career trajectory for him. He's good, he's he's solid, he's reliable, but it's not it's not a whole big loss, right? KJ Martin. That's really unfortunate. Not that I'm even so huge on KJ, but I'm not
0: you know I'm not huge on KJ. Yeah, right.
1: right. And like I'm bigger on Garuba, really, in a lot of ways, but KJ's he he does have proven production. Like he like this guy can contribute to an NBA team and giving him away is is unfortunate, right? Uh especially like to make room for Jeff Green. But it is what it is. But the 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 real meat of the debate comes on that Dylan Brooks deal, I think.
0: Yeah. Look, so Brooks. I'm going to everything I'm going to say is a fact. Like these are all facts about Dylan Brooks. He is a great point of attack defender. He, you could, if you wanted to say he is the best point of attack wing defender in the NBA, I wouldn't push back on that. I don't know yeah. if I would agree because like, that's such a hard he's top, thing. To he's top five. Say. Yeah. He's, he's one of the best. Like he, he is, he is rare. He is also one of the worst offensive players in the league. Do in large part, to his proclivity to take shots he should not take. And the hope that he will rein in shots, this is not a fact, but the idea that he will rein in shots <laughs> when he's making $20 million, so he's the second highest paid player on a team, to me, is what we like to call in the business, wishful thinking. Dylan Brooks, like part of the reason he plays the defense he plays is because when he's on offense, the coach doesn't get too mad at him for taking those bad shots, like he—he, he, I view him as one of those players. Like you have to take the bad with the good with him, and the problem is the bad is that like he hurts your he hurts your offense pretty significantly. And for a guy like, I, look, who the fuck was going to pay him twenty million? Also, like at the end of the day, who the fuck was going to pay him twenty million? Who was doing that? Tell me,
1: yeah, that that is uh, that is the the strangest part about it, actually. That's
0: where I'm at. Like, if it was 12 million and they had to get rid of those guys, whatever, like, that's a fair deal. Four years, 48 million, or whatever. We're talking about four years, 80 million. <laughs> that's real money,
1: okay. Um, so let me just put aside the dollar amount for now and break down what I think of him as a player, right? Yeah. I can see three outcomes or like this is the range of outcomes I could see for Brooks with the Rockets. The best case scenario is that he does rein in a shot selection. Like That's the best case scenario, right? Yes, that
0: is, that is. And I would put that like what percent chance do you see that happening when once again he just signed this fat free agent deal and he has not shown to be the most self-aware person. No, he has not.
1: Okay, so 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 let's look at how negotiations must have looked, right? Like the Rockets and I'mi mean, Udoka obviously are aware of what type of player this is, right? Like 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 the 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 book is out on Dylan Brooks. He's one of the best defensive wings in the league, and he plays offense like an idiot, right? Like like we all know that. <laughs> Anybody with even a passing knowledge of the NBA knows that, right? So there must have been some mention. In the proceedings, I would think of like, here's the role we envision for you, and you're not gonna be one of the primary shock creators on this team. You know, like like I would just assume. So I I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance that he's humbled by his experience and, and, and learns something and understands that you know nobody wants him to do that and it's not gonna help his career to do that. But of course, there's also a very strong chance that he's gonna do exactly that and chuck up a bunch of garbage. Uh and in that case. I think he'll still make us a little better next year just by yeah, virtue yeah. right, of being such an excellent defender. So that still helps. But then, you know, what might end up happening, man, is for the last year or two of this contract, it might be like a Davis Bretons, Duncan Robinson type of situation where that's like $18 million, uh, just rotting away on the very back end of the bench, not seeing the floor because Cam Whitmore is a star. And... That's bad, but it's not nearly a catastrophe. We see it happen throughout the league, you know, like like you can afford a little bit of dead money. The the, the Brooks thing to me now means like now you have to be a little more prudent and a little more frugal and, and cautious with the moves that you make for the next four years of this fully guaranteed contract, you know, so yeah. I like the signing overall. But but I mean, like, I certainly can't say that it's without uh, concern. Put it that way.
0: Let me put it this way. I would be cool with the Brooks signing next to Van Vliet at that exact same do- dollar amount. If they didn't go get Jock Landale at 8 million and Jeff Green at 6 million, and they had kept, you know, they kept um KJ Martin and they kept Usman Garuba. And then they maybe like, you know, they sign a big guy. They sign like just like, a big human being to be the big human being on the team. I would have, I would have been more okay with it. But it's just like the domino effect of them getting rid of those guys to bring in these three, it just feels like, and I think this is what happened. I think they thought they were probably going to get Lopez, and they were apparently away. that is
1: exactly what happened. Lopez yeah. had agreed to a deal in theory, and then he opted out, and that does happen. It happens, yeah. Right, and like, so I think yeah. they kind
0: of just got fucked, and it's unfortunate. But goddamn, dude, it just it looks bad because then the next guy to come in is Dylan Brooks. So like, and this is the thing: if KJ Martin looks good, Ty Ty looks good, Guzman Gruba looks good, someplace else, I might even bring up Jacob because. The fact that anyone's attached to that, dude, like, come on. Um, But those guys look good. And Brooks, you know, has a few two for 13 games, which he will have. He will have back to back two for 13 games at some point this season. I can almost guarantee that. No people i going to be going. What the fuck? And that's all. That's all. I I, I love the Van Vliet deal. I, I cannot stress that enough. I love the Van Vliet deal. I think he's perfect. He's, he is one of the better players in the league that people. The fact that Ra- Raptors fans were shit talking him by the end blows my mind. They're gonna find out how good he was with because they're not gonna have him this season. And they're gonna be watching. Yeah, Dennis well, shooting. i it's gonna be sad for these fuckers. These fuckers. I was just talking
1: him. to I was just talking to one of my best friends about this, who's a Raptors fan, and he was he was like, "Man, the problem is that a large percentage of our fan base bandwagoned during the championship, so now they they started their fandom with this like unreasonable bar that." Most seasons the team is not going to meet, so now they just think Fred is trash because the team isn't even close to what they expect the team to be. When realistically, it's not a fair standard to begin with, right? So, I, th- I think that's part of what's going on. We should speed run through this. We the rest are going of, uh... to run
0: through this because the deals get smaller and smaller. Okay, the Golden State Warriors signed Draymond Green for four years, 100 million. Obviously, once they move pool, they're going to bring him back. The big thing he did is that the, the the contract he's making like twenty two point three million this season instead of twenty five and like that and alone saves them like forty million or something insane in luxury tax. Um, and they also signed Corey Joseph for one year three point one million. These are the types of moves they're going to make. Uh, I love me some Draymond. Glad he's back.
1: Yeah, no, they did great. They, they 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 needed to retain Draymond Green and they did. Not nothing complicated at play on this one.
0: Okay. Detroit Pistons, Jared Roden. Boom. Okay. End of Detroit Pistons. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Denver Nuggets signed Reggie Jackson, two years, 10 million. DeAndre Jordan, one year, 3 million. Justin Holiday one year, 3 million. Don't like the Reggie Jackson thing. He didn't play for him in the playoffs. He's kind of some ass. DeAndre Jordan for the vibes. Justin Holliday for the, the depth, I guess. Like, I don't like Denver's offseason. It's been tough for them, but this is what happens to a lot of champions.
1: Pretty limp, pretty limp. But yeah, it is. It, it, you're right. It's, it happens coming out the back of a championship a lot of times. They're just like, they need to save money. They don't really have any incentive to do anything huge. Uh, they were they had to lose Bruce Brown. They just can't afford that. So yeah,
0: they fun. just they need Jokic to be Jokic, and they need Jamal yeah. Murray and uh Mike uh Michael Porter Jr. to get better. And if that happens, they'll still be they'll still be very good. But it's gonna be tough for them to repeat. Which it's tough for everyone to repeat. Okay. Yeah. Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie Irving, three years, 126 million. He never took that meeting with the Suns, apparently. So, you know, I think everyone can agree he's worth this type of money as a player. Who knows if he's worth this type of money as a person? Dallas is in that precarious situation. They also brought back Dwight Powell for three years, $12 million, $4 million a year. I like that for Powell. And then they got Seth Curry, two years, 9.25. Very good shooter. Makes a lot of sense. I like Dallas' offseason, and I hate Kyrie Irving, which is nuts.
1: The only thing I would say is that if you talk to Mavericks fans, man, they unequivocally hate Dwight Powell. I, I think that we have a perception of him that no longer matches the reality. I, I think he's a defensive liability in a lot of situations. But they oh, added no Rashawn million. Holmes, and they drafted Derek Lively. So in all likelihood, Powell Powell might be third string. And so at $4 They million, still have JaVale fine.
0: McGee. Look, man, here's the thing with yeah. Dwight Powell. He's making half as much money as Jock Landale. He's not... Jock half Landale's as... better
1: than Dwight Powell, though. Yeah, but he's
0: not... Jock Landale isn't twice as good as Dwight Powell. That's all I'm saying. This is a totally we'll reasonable contract. We Okay. We it's a reasonable
1: see. contract, yes.
0: We will see. We'll th- I'm going to remember. I'm writing this down. Um, okay. Hey,
1: man, Jock Landale was stealing minutes from DeAndre Ayton in the playoffs. He was doing a better job. I, I This kid, man, don't sleep on him. I'm telling I you. Not, I know,
0: he's... but stealing minutes from DeAndre Ayton, like... I'm not gonna get into it. DeAndre steal. It's easy to steal minutes from DeAndre in the playoffs. That's all I'm. Not
1: that say. easy. Dwight Powell wouldn't do it.
0: That's who knows. Who knows. Who knows. We'll see. Maybe. But also, uh, shut up. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers signed Max Struss for four years, sixty three million. Brought back Karis Levert for two years, thirty two million. Signed gorgeous Georges or George. I always want to say gorgeous Niang for three years, 26 million. And then they got Ty Jerome for two years, 4.6 million. I'm not going to bring up Isaiah Mobley, but I just did, I guess. Um, Okay. They got the exact players this roster desperately needed. Let's just hope they hit their threes in the playoffs and this team should be a championship contender. That's my take.
1: Big time agree with you. I, I would only say that, like, I, I don't really trust Levert to replicate his decent shooting season from no. last year. I, I don't really like Karis Levert. I don't love the $16 million. Yeah, but uh, Struss and Yang are both excellent signings. And maybe they just had to to keep Levert because otherwise he leaves for nothing. And, and you know, he could score. He can create in the half court here and there. So, like, he's something. So, overall, Him? yeah, I, th- I think Cleveland had a really good uh, free agency.
0: Him and Ricky Rubio as your backup backcourt. Sign me up for that. Like, like otherwise,
1: it's really good backcourt. Backup yeah, like, backcourt. Yeah.
0: yeah, sign me up for that. Like, that's 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 all I am saying. I don't like Levert as a player. He's not gonna hit 39% of his threes again. I don't think. If he does, great contract for Cleveland. But if he reverts back to, or if he leverts back to his uh previous three-point shooting levels, right? Like, you know, it's fine. He he can create he can create a shot. And like at a certain point, you need some guys that can do that. Yep. Okay, Chicago Bulls. Very quickly, we already talked about Vooch, He got three years, sixty million. Uh, but they got Kobe White, three years, thirty-three million to retain him. I like this one a lot. Javon Carter, three years, twenty million, and Torrey Craig, Phoenix Suns rotation piece extraordinaire in their quest for a championship last playoffs. Two years, five point three million. Um.
1: Just don't I, quite understand what the Bulls are doing. Dude, Carter and Craig,
0: we know what they're doing. They're trying hold, to be mediocre. On.
1: Well, in that case they, they did well. Carter and Craig are both good veterans that help your rotation and and yes. they got them on fair deals. So, yes. I'm not going to go too hard on it, but I'm just like I just they're both players I would rather have seen go to other teams, you know? That's that's all.
0: I 100% agree. Kobe White showed some stuff last season. I'm not yeah. totally sold that. Like I don't like look He'll probably be as good as Gabe Vincent over the life of the, these two contracts. And I know Lakers fans would be like, oh, Vincent's so much better. Like, Vince, you, we'll you know, Vincent's a pretty good defender. That's about it. Okay. Miles Bridges. Mm. Back from the dead. One year, $7.9 million took the qualifying offer, I believe. I mean, this is a prove-it deal. He's got to prove it more than just on the basketball court realistically though if he gets back to what he was before this is like one of the best contracts in the league which is kind of a fucked up thing to say about a guy who's in this situation for basically beating his girlfriend so I mean let's
1: just let, let's just pretend that it's impossible to know anything about any of these people as human beings, and, and we strictly have to talk about basketball. You know what I mean? Like, if, if that's the lens, Miles Bridges on eight million a year is probably going to be the very best dollar for dollar contract in the league, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I guess maybe short of like some rookie deals of guys who are starting to hit their stride, like Taylor yeah. Green and Alperen and Shangoon.
0: I like as your as optimism.
1: Rockets joke. Yeah. Okay.
0: Not, that's not a rockets joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. yeah. Okay, we're almost done. Boston O'Shea set 2 years 4.6 million and the goat Delano Banton that's really the big loss for the Toronto Raptors 2 years 4.2 million I mean they've they've made their moves these are just round out the rotation guys I do love Delano Banton and I do kind of I, I do wonder if like playing in Boston where they have like real three point shooting he could become like he's going to be a fan favorite that's my take Delano Banton is going to become a Boston Celtics fan favorite playing in that spacing they have. That's my that's yeah. My. D-
1: Delano Banton is one of those weird players around the league, like a, like a poshi, Poku Poku situation almost, where yeah. it's like there's this little contingent of people that think like he really has like star potential, and you can kind of see it because they're like unorthodox, you know, they have unique skill sets, and a lot of times that's what leads to stardom. It's probably not going to happen for Banton, but like you said, the Celtics made their moves and they're just rounding out the rotation.
0: Yeah. Okay. Final team, the Brooklyn Nets. We're almost done with this. My God, it's amazing. Okay. Cameron Johnson, four years, 108 million. People, I think, were like, holy shit, 27 million for maybe the best floor spacing power forward in the NBA. Yeah, that's what it costs if you're good at hitting threes. Sorry. Sorry. Hate to break that to you. Should have practiced your threes, bud. Dennis Smith Jr. And been one... six foot eight. Yeah, and that. Um, Dennis Smith Jr., one year, 2.5 million. That's fine. I thought he was honestly. I thought he was going to look for more and get more, but um, if this is all he's getting, great deal. You know, good backup point guard, good point of attack defender. Can't shoot for shit. Like his offense is still problematic. And then Lonnie Walker, one year, two point three million. Like, Lonnie Walker is a guy. Yep. In the NBA. I yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I think Brooklyn had a great free agency. I I really really agree with you on Dennis Smith Jr. Man, I I thought he would. Get, I thought he was gonna get maybe somewhere contact. more like I would value him at like eight or nine million per season. He's he's emerged as like one of the better point of attack defensive guards in the league, really. And yeah. he can run a competent like he can, he's a good game manager, he's a good passer, he's got decent, uh, you know, like he's a decent point guard, he just can't shoot and he can't really create for himself. So it, you know, he wasn't gonna make like big money, but this is a good situation for him too, man. They need yeah. point guard play, uh. We'll see if he's able to prove it on this prove it deal. And we're done.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, Let me. Oh, can I bring up something very funny? You know who hasn't been signed yet? Tell me. Our best friend, Christian Wood. The guy, some Rockets fans were like, we need to max this guy out and build around him. And he has not been signed. Okay, there are a bunch of guys that haven't been signed. And we will not get into that. Um, Hopefully, they will get contracts. But if they have not, by then, we will bring it up and maybe do who's the best remaining free agent. But of the guys who are still out there, of note, Christian Wood, obviously, Kelly Oubre Jr., Mohamed Bamba, Dario Saric has been linked to Golden State Warriors. And that, oh, and the final guy, final two guys, but they're restricted free agents, uh, these three. Matisse Tybell, P.J. Washington, Grant Williams. Those are three guys to keep an eye out on. They're obviously the restricted free agency is kind of holding them up. James, this has been quick. This has been dirty. This has been long. This has been hard. Um, Anyways, anything you want to plug? It seems like you've been sh- you know, shaking and dreaming. And yeah, so I guess you- I would
1: plug uh, the Houston Rockets free agency was a mixed blessing, I think is the name of the article, but it's basically my breakdown of the, the free agency uh and the trades that the Rockets made this offseason. Uh check it out. Too long didn't read. I like the signings and don't like the trades.
0: Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um when you throw on their draft, they've just had a weird offseason, man. Like I'm just gonna say that they've had a very weird off season. It's kind of been scattershot. Um, some of the stuff I really like, some of it I don't like, obviously, as I made clear. Um, but they're going to be significantly better next season and they might make a run for the play in, even though it's going to be tough because the West is like, it's not, it's not about their talent level. It's like the West is just, there are a lot of like very strong, solid teams out there. All right. This is above the break. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends and family about it. Um, I will get this up probably on the 5th of July. So if anyone's been signed in that period of time, I'm sorry, but I want to enjoy america's independence from canada Uh, anyways (laughs) uh we'll be back next week and peace
1: peace